0: You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network.
1: We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge, merged together to benefit all of humanity.
0: Greetings, beloveds, and this is Windows in Your Mind, and I am your host, Parisha. We are having a fantastic week of warmth here out in the Southwest and hope that wherever you are at whatever point on the Great Mother, that you're also having some decent temperatures. And if you love snow, may you have my share of it. (laughs) Okay, so we're moving along here. I want to give appreciation As I always start the program out with appreciation for all of you who are out there doing the work and actually walking the talk and making sure that people are benefiting from the gifts that are so uniquely yours. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody's response to the the human traffic call to action that we have for the little two-year-old boy from Tennessee. Whenever we have a focus like that to where we have to call in and get everybody pushing media and anything else to help us uh, get, get any some kind of fast results on this, okay, it's always cool because we always end up finding others. It's it's like, you know, as soon as everybody gets on board and actually starts making uh, inroads of communications and, and moving everything, then we end up finding other things that are lurking in the corners. So I am very, very grateful that we have so many people out there that actually heed the call to action and just start looking immediately to seeing what they can do and jumping on board. And Like I said, we've gotten tremendous results. So at this point, keep keep the family and the, the toddler in your prayers and keep your eyes open and be alert. Report anything that you think could possibly look out of order or could be an inclination toward something that you don't understand. You know, it's just just don't pass anything off. The more aware we are, the better off we all are going to be. So I like it when I see the response that we're getting. and, And like I said, may all good things be always with you. And thank you for your kindness and caring. So let's talk, uh, in this time that we have together, let's talk about awareness, you know. Um, When people come to me, and basically what I do and love doing is actually doing some life coach work with people. Um, As an oracle, I love exploring uh, the magnitude of the gifts and what can be seen there, and then There's this other part of me that is definitely sensitive and I can feel what other people are feeling. And I know that you have a word for that. Um, I just simply feel it as being sensitive. But uh, sometimes when I have these drastic emotional things that crop up, I realize I'm picking up on somebody. And most of the time, this is so cool, because most of the time when I do that, Somebody will ask me through Facebook or one of the medias that I work with for assistance, and it's, it's exactly the person who I was picking up. And in some cases, this is my first heart-to-heart or face-to-face with this person. So, you know, the, the actual circumstances and the outcome and the actualities of what we are as a being and how we work inside that being in a world that uh we still are trying to describe just you know keeps me totally entertained and renewed. Here at seventy five I still feel like I'm planning a you know twenty year future, twenty five year future and keep going. And uh I just love it. So our awareness is, you know, first understanding ourselves. So for me and the many questions that come, people come for business coaching and success and wealth, life coaching, relationship coaching And sometimes just wanting to have a quick look, lifting uh, the curtain to their future and seeing what might lie there. And uh, I work through what medicines I do have. I work well in the time loop and actually being able to move back and forth, either past or future, in the time loop. Uh, It's a gift that we all have. Uh, It would be wonderful for you to get on some materials about the yoga, time traveling, and stuff like that. Uh, Dr. Wolf has a lot of great stuff out on that. So, you know, just just getting yourself into a mindset with it. You know, you don't have to buy everything. You don't have to believe everything. And nobody is asking you to convert to anything and change your religions, okay? What we are saying is be open-minded as to the fact that through extraordinary research and sciences and tools that we have now, we have... So much more knowledge than what we had 50 years ago, 100 years ago, or whatever. Okay, however far back you want to go. So there's so much upfront uh, stuff that you can actually learn now and get up on top of things. Quantum physics has opened a whole new perspective of our lives and what our world and what we are all about. And in doing that, you know, to uh, actually open your mind and start looking into that. I have so many of my wonderful and loving uh, spiritual people as well as religious friends that actually sometimes feel that this is a threat. And and I don't get that. You know, I just, uh, I tell them straight up, I I don't know where you're coming from with that. Obviously, it's some kind of fear-based and I don't want to offend you. But, you know... Everything that I've learned through science actually has made my awareness of great spirit or what you may call as God or whatever your sacred name for the source is. You know, it's made me more aware of just how how awesome and how, you know, the the huge, how humongous. You know, that can be and is. You know, we we seem to narrow it down into be a punishing God or, uh, you know, a a fearful source that we're supposed to be afraid of. I I still don't get religions that says we're supposed to fear God. Okay, I I can tell you through fear, human nature becomes deceptive and becomes very covert and uh, introverted in their anger, and are capable of shadow things. Whereas with love, to love God with your whole being, to dedicate yourself to that love, only the most beautiful parts of what we can be come forth. So I choose to, to love Creator. I do not choose to fear. And uh, I don't find that it's wise in the way I see the world that it's, it's not healthy to fear anything. And most of the things in fear, if we just take the acronyms of fear, F-E-A-R, you know, uh, these, these definitely are not things that are real. Okay, so they are, they're, they're not exactly showing you what, what it is. So I, I would say, you know, pursue knowing and understanding and watch how different your life becomes. So when we're looking at what's going on in our world, there's a lot of people, you know, that are looking at everything, again, in doom and gloom or the end of the world or punishment and whatever. And no, because we, we've talked a couple of weeks now about the cyclic nature of nature. And we are a part of that nature, okay? So our life is runs in cycles, just like everything around us does. So basically... Mathematics is at the base of that. We've actually found that we can discuss and have some kind of uh, reality with understanding all of these energies and equating them to patterns and repetitions that we can find mathematically in things. And the Fibonacci numbers are really, really a wonderful education for you to get in touch with understanding the matrix and the physical makeup of everything in nature and around us, and understand. Then you have to somewhere open the window to the fact that that would include us, you know. And in that inclusion, then we begin to understand ourselves and realize that, you know, it, this this being, this body being that we are, is actually constantly being given communications. And of itself is nothing other than the organic rental, so to say, or the organic loan that the planetary mother gives us. And then the Great Spirit is constantly speaking to us. And in science and the other things I'm studying, there are many names for this particular perspective of us, which is the you know the can definitely be uh, the observer. It sometimes people see it as as you know whatever other name they want to give that the soul okay and that all that's okay with me you know i have no need that a person has to be totally uh in flow with what i how i see things you know it just doesn't nobody has to do that and i i so love the differences and varieties of things that we are that i i truly choose to be more open to um difference in change. I love change. And at this point, like I said, I I welcome it because putting in new information brings on change. And so I get a great dose of it every day. I I I definitely learn. I I'm so intrigued with everything everybody's doing. I'm I'm a people watcher, so I just, you know, I have my nose in everything, and I love it. You know, I just love it. I love what the end of the day brings me as a summary of All good things that I have actually heard for the first time. Things that I'm aware of for the first time. So I am reborn again every day. And and in that I am fulfilled. So when we look for awareness and we want to improve our awareness, we have to open ourselves to things that maybe when you first hear them, they're absolutely absurd to you. Maybe they're just totally unacceptable to you. And that's okay. You know, that's... Don't you don't have to analyze and give it that kind of right or wrong decision. You don't have to make a decision. You just look at it and do you understand what it's saying? So the knowing and the understanding is the goal, not whether you approve or you disapprove or it's a yay or a nay. You know, we don't have to get analytical with it. We just have to be aware of it, and that awareness allows us to see. So much that's going on around us, to be attuned to the wonders of life, you know, to the to the absolute wonderfulness of every day. And it begins, and we've discussed this on the program before, of getting up in the morning and particularly, you know, cultivating our mind and then actually seeing everything, you know, the common repetitive things that we do every day. However you feel about ritual... That's still ritual. If you're doing it, brushing your teeth, taking a bath, and you have particular times of the day you like to do that, that's ritualistic. But it's also cyclic, okay? And in the cycle, everything returns to where it begins. So, you know, so often when people fear death, or they they are uncomfortable discussing death and the fact that we do move from the body. Well... You know, you have to begin to think of then life is a cycle, and a cycle is a circle, and in the circle, everything returns to where it began, and how else could we begin other than to be chosen and sent forth by the very creator itself, by whatever sacred name? So, there's just so much that's going on, and, and people are afraid and scared, and People are predicting all kinds of, you know, end of the world kind of things and that. And it's like, well, there's not going to be any end of the world in as much as, you know, we're all just going to disappear. But there are things that are coming to a completion in our world and those are cyclic and they have a history, you know, and whilst they may be uncommon because they have been sort of routine over a period of time and over some seasons it does not mean that anything is going on other than the shifting of those particular patterns and when you when you study the earth sciences you know like you go out into the desert or should you be interested in in gems and stones and stuff and you see the various layers in it our planet has been evolving for you know who knows how many years i mean in in our particular histories and perspective, we actually discuss and see the world as 650 billion years. So, you know, to talk about life 4,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 years ago, that's more common to indigenous cultures than it is to modern society or people who've pulled away from that. But then evolution is, is a science, is part of everything that you'll study. Everything is, is, you know, whether, even if it's standing still, you know, and I often get this challenge from young students, even when you're doing nothing and you're standing still, the fact of that there is so much activity at the particular, uh, you know, electron level, action level, energy level, there's no way that nothing is being done. There's always action, okay? And so basically, even when you think that you're doing nothing, there's something happening, okay? The doing nothing is something, you know? So basically, right now, for you to begin to pay attention to every little thing that you're doing. One of the things that I have great fun with when I'm working, starting to do, you know, work with, with new people is actually to have them spend a day or two, sometimes a couple of weeks, even a month, to where every day, every day they just let themselves begin to check in to the world around them, the space that their space is in. First we do one of the yoga practices of actually getting in touch with the energy field of what we are. And no matter how much we can touch our body and we say this is our body and everything, when we actually get to the science of this body, it's energy. It's just energy. It's 70% water. And I remind people, our planet is 70% water. Your body is 70% water. Our body has the same sodium content and salt content as the oceans and the earth herself. So... You know, we're connected whether we believe that or not. Okay, there's just too much already, you know, founded and understood for us to deny anything like that anymore. And so, basically, then for us to just take that in and be in that and then allow ourselves to begin to emerge out and go from the space that our space is in, which means our body particles. Okay, and the space that it occupies, and then what is, you know, that space. Because again, cyclic means we're sort of like in this energy capsule. Okay, and then we can think and actually get in touch with the energy just beyond that and that space. And so, as we continue to do that, what I have new students do is okay, make sure that you're anywhere and all, all day long you know, that you keep the mindset that you're going to check and be aware of anything within 15 to 20 feet of you all the time. You know, you have to start very close. And most of the time, uh, those students will start with just within their reach, as far as their arm will reach. And even then, it takes them all day to actually analyze, get in touch with, and interact with whatever that is in that space. And that would immediately begin with everything it touches your body, wouldn't it? And, and actually what that connection is, because, see, we don't really ever touch skin. You know, that's electrons, and they're actually vibrating, and, and the, re- the reason you have any feeling or, or perception of feeling is because of the resistance, the actual uh, resistance and the pushing away of the electrons. And so it registers to our brain as a touch, but that touch that you're feeling, okay, that's energy that's working. And this is how your brain registers it. So when I make contact with any part of my body, the resistance of those particular cellular surfaces, okay, begin to register in my brain as feelings. So I know my hand is over here on my left leg or by my head or wherever I'm touching, so that begins and then that begins to stir some neurons and what are the neurons there are those things up there in our brain that make us understand and creates what we experience okay so the neurons now are telling us what we're feeling well then we go to okay that's touch what's touching the body the clothes that you have on so that you actually begin to experience how your body, particles and atoms, your cells and atoms, are actually interacting with everything we put on our body. I, I often sit and I'm amazed at how dense or unknowing people really can be, okay? That you'll go put, you know, when you're putting creams on your body. If you've studied anatomy and physiology or any of the body sciences, you realize that the surface of what you see as skin are all these portals, okay? They're, they're all, you've got these billions of little mouths, they're, you know, they're pores. And everything that you put on your body, even the water that you wash your body with, is actually being taken in by those pores, Okay, and so when I watch people, you know, one of the things is the defoliating and stuff, uh, very common to indigenous people and my people, that even in the places where water is scarce, they will take sand and actually rub it all over themselves and all over their skin to take off the dead cells of the day. The importance of actually... Taking away the dead cells on the skin every day is the importance of bathing and cleaning and and, uh, putting, you know, bringing all of the fresh cells up. But when you, like I said, when you're putting on creams and stuff, I I get, I have creams from a beautiful, beautiful lady, Claire. Uh, Go to the internet and check her out. It's Claire DeLune. Okay. And she mixes all of her creams are handmade, hand-mixed. And she makes them from all natural ingredients. So even the collagen or the base of her creams are selected in order to nurture the whole body and to be aware of what the little pores are taking into the body, not just on your skin. So that the derma levels, the skin levels, the different layers of tissue that actually this penetrates is is so depending and so... uh, what we call it so expressive on how your skin is you know if if it's taunt if it's youthful looking you know is it is it is it dry you know it's what we're putting in and the same thing with the oils how much pure oil are you using like now one of the wonderful products that i like is the fact that everybody's become aware most everybody has become aware of coconut oil And the fact, first, I love the smell of it. I love coconut. I can eat it. I can rub it. (laughs) I can wash it all these things. And that's wonderful, you know, and it being regenerative, you know, and us being aware now that what we're putting on our skin then is something that actually is uh, an inclusive part of our well-being. And so then I go into stores, and due to the perception that I have, I can see the effects of different uh, products and on our bodies and in our skin, and it's like it's, it's really not a nice experience, and it's like, okay, you know, it would be so much better even for yourself to get your little blender out and uh, get some things, you know, some glycerin and some coconut oil and stuff, and Put some of the other precious ingredients in it so that you're putting that on your skin. You're loving your body. You know you need to talk to your body. Your body is on a time clock. And if you're in body right now and connected to body, your time is expiring. You are expiring with every breath, every day, every minute. And so whatever your interaction with it should be a great celebration and a rewarding and an anointing time. And so your awareness begins then with you actually becoming aware of what you're putting on your body. You know, what are you washing your hair with? You know, what, what what's in your cosmetics that you're putting on your face? You know, what's what's the fabrics that you're wrapping your body in? You know, and staying if, if possible, you know, if you can get those things staying with all of the natural fibers, the cottons, the silks, the wools. And and not so much the synthetics. Many of the synthetics are very very dangerous because they don't let our body breathe. They don't let the pores actually express the whole uh, experience of breathing. And when you listen to your body, then you become aware. You know, um, in all of I, I talk sometimes to like sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Well, younger ones too. But sixth, seventh, and eighth graders are very very thirsty and hungry. a lot of the information I work with and it's so wonderful because when you start talking to them about the anatomy and physiology the realities of our body you know they really get it and they like it you know so when you're telling them about all these things the pores and everything they begin to listen to that and it's like whoa so I really need to pay attention to the soap that I watch with yes you do and then they'll go to the shampoos and all you know their makeup and whatever whatever and I love it because most of the time I don't even have to begin the the other questions. They bring them. But what about our cells? You know, if I if I'm defoliating, I'm taking the dead skin off of my body. I, I want to use something that's rough and abrasive that can actually pull it off. But then, what about what what like my cells? And when I explain to them that our we have our our body matrix has billions. Of cells, billions, and that each one of them are a totality of what our whole body is, and for you know they don't always get that right away. It's like this, you know, it's like a say what, and then you have to go back over that, and then I ask them explain to me what you understand with that, and it takes it takes a few, okay, it takes a few, and they're saying so every cell I got billions of them. My body is my body because it's billions of cells, right? And each one of them actually are the totality of what my whole body is, right? Hmm. Okay. And so I said, so here is is your life's mission. You are commander-in-chief. You are ruler of all of these cells. What you are thinking and how you talk and what you believe and how you carry on with all of the normalities of whatever your life is. You're, you're before a billion beings. You know this is your nation. And when they get to thinking about that then it's like wow. Okay, so what do I do with that, you know? And it's like, well, why don't you try talking to your body when you're giving it a shower? Why don't you let it know, okay, we're going to kind of remove the dry layer and the burnt-out cells, you know? Why don't you start a dialogue, allowing yourself to actually interact with the new knowing that you have, you know? That now you understand that you actually have a nation of energy beings that are actually in total cooperation with whatever you're saying and what you're saying for it to do. You know, have you thought about that? How many of you are actually realizing that, you know, you're in control of that many presences, each one of those cells, individual? Uh, You know, it would be cool if, if this is all new for you and you're bewildered by this, great, get on the internet. Get with the library, get with a book, get with some. Study what the cells are, what makes up a cell. You know, and understand then the importance of you talking to your body. Now, in some of the work that I do I, I make a, a different I, I make sure I give definitions to the way I talk to people in the regards of of what I'm saying, you know, and in, in body mind to me, is when you believe that all you are is this body. That's body-mind. Okay, that's the body being the whole ruler and intelligence and control and whatever else you are. People who have body-mind are usually victims. They believe things are, go wrong or that things are against them. They, they have total victimization consciousness. So it, it's always something out there. Okay. Always, no matter what's going on with them, it's out there. Okay, it's nothing that they can have control of. Whereas when we come back to mind-body, we understand that it is our thinking and that we are creating whatever our experience is. And that gets uncomfortable for people. It amazes me. I, you know, in my coming up into adulthood and young woman in this world, this this is all common to, you know, what I was exposed to. So at first I realized that I was almost cynical or critical when people acted, you know, knowing not at all anything like this and then realizing how massive that not knowing is, how many don't know, you know, and just making that a, a base of a lot of things I talk about when I teach. And, and you know, what what is not the clearest thing to me is why is this not in the schools why are our young people not getting this with their primary early schooling you know because really everything that we want them to do with what is being presently taught in school doesn't add up unless you give them the facts of just being you know And I'm not talking about, you know, getting in the way of people's religious practices or whatever, but just to understand the very sciences of what you are as a human. And and being able to work in that and be in touch with that and and be in awareness of that is so, so important to you living health, wealth, and happiness. And you you can't shortcut it, beloved you can't do a little of it over here and leave a big gap and think that it'll fill in and pick it up over there it doesn't it doesn't work like that it is it is a focused concentration especially till you actually in, emerge into the being uh, I love the many ways that uh, many of our teachers and people who do programs and public speaking and stuff and the forums that we run. I love how we're all kind of on the same page because right now what everybody's really teaching is thinking. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, what are you thinking? In your thinking, are you thinking with awareness? You know, are you are you seeing, you know, all of the particular components and the networking of what you are, you know? And then from the being... You know, from the thinking, we be, we begin to be the doing. And then we do the reality. Another way that I look at this is affinity, reality, and communications. Everything's based on it. But in the, the actual doing, you know, we're in the reality state of seeing it, uh, it happening and, and being in action with it. So the doing is the action of it. So that's the physical part of it, the thinking is the thinking part it's the spiritual the the you know the energy part the mind part and then the actual after we think do we be we are we become and in that being we we have now actually become the the information and the beliefs and so for a lot of people who are changing the way they believe because they were they were taught in a way that didn't give them the liberation that they are having the experience of through the new sciences and understanding how it all evolved with the religions how religion and science separated because there was an agreement with the sciences to not compete with the religions and so this this scientific information has always been there. It just wasn't acceptable to do too much public with it. So you have been purposely suppressed to not know this information. So it's important that you open up and learn that information now that it's there and you can make that decision, okay? That it's up to you. The choice to know or not to know is yours. But now we're talking about these cells. So these cells make up what you have as far as the field of matter, But even in the cellular studies, you learn how much space is between the cells, you know, and and how the actual network of the body works right down from coming through the nothingness and and right into the electrons and the energy and how we then move on down through the downward causation to become the material or the physical particle that we are. And so now when you begin to work with your cells, look at the frontier of wellness and healing that's available through that awareness. That talking to your body, loving your body, you know, many, many years ago, and I think it's still going very strong, is Louise Hayes' work about talking to your body and telling your body that you love it and being kind and rewarding and nurturing to your body this is so so important when we we come through a childhood and and this you know i i love research it's my curiosity and i love research but what we find is in children who are raised in households where they believe you know spare the rod and spoil the child they don't love their bodies they you know the body was punished because it did something not right it, it it was you know harmful so therefore people that this child trusted and are totally reliant on you know the parents or whoever the caretakers of the children as they're coming up through infancy and toddler and you know right into youth and adult if these particular people and influences believe and spare the rod and spoil the child, most likely they have been whipped and beaten as punishment. Oh, beloveds, no good comes of that. And I still go into communities and working with community centers and that where various people of different cultures and beliefs and things just really get challenged when I tell them that. Well, if you don't give the kid a whooping, you know, they're just going to get crazy and out of control and this and this and that. And it's like... These are intelligent beings. A whooping teaches them to get more underhanded and to hide more and to become introverted and and coverted. You know, you whip a child and they're going to know not to let you know next time or to be coy or more coy about or more secretive about what they're getting whooped for. So... Basically, then we have to start even as they're just little babies, like self-talk to ourselves needs to happen to the infant that we're bringing forth, the mother relating and, and sharing and talking, because now we're aware that the baby, as it's formulating, you know, the first two things that actually come to be of the fetus is the stomach and the brain. So our brain and stomach has a direct, influence on each other and then as the mother's talking to the child it's being stored in all those cells remember what we said about the cells well this child's already beginning to get worldly feedback through the mother's reactions beliefs and influence and and becomes aware of what the father factor is and so forth and the environment of whatever the mother is experiencing So then that influence is there at birth, and then from birth, whatever actually is taking place on the day-to-day of that life and that new life, that begins to make the whole makeup of what this person grows up to believe and have. So if they're whipped instead of talked to and negotiated with, they will only get more secretive. They'll only get sneakier. They'll only hide more chances are if you having to whip them or punish them that way and you make them feel so guilty or bad about what they did it'll be more that guilt that will make them not do it again not not your whooping and then the guilt in itself brings on a whole nother trip that isn't healthy so you know if we can actually come to Uh, Because I have parents that are, you know, they'll bring to me children. Well, the system brings to me children, too, that are just not getting along all right with it and having, you know, their own situations develop. And they'll say, you know, where are you going to start? And I say, the first thing I'm going to start with is find out if I even like this child and if this child likes me. Because here's the thing, without affinity, we're not going to do anything together. And then then after the determination that we have an affinity, I go to the reality of what this child's story is. What's this child's story? I I don't want to hear everything you're blaming on this child and what you're accusing this child of, or even your psychoanalysis of what you'd say this child's situation is. I want to hear from the child. And so for most of the beginning of our relationship, I'm just listening. I want to know. And I have you know, therapists and stuff will say, how do you get them to open up to you? And I says, they feel it. You're not relating to the fact that this is an intelligent being, no matter how corroded and jaded it might have become due to whatever exposure it's had. It's still a being that has all of these in-housed abilities. We all have them. You know some some of us have gifts that what, what things what we call gifts because we're more sensitive to it than this and that, but that sensitivity most of the time comes from experiencing it and having nobody shut the door on it, okay, so when I'm going with these these young people and these children, you know i my only motive is to know them. I'm not on some program that I'm going to conform them to, and I'm going to make the system right, and I'm going to enforce the system. I'm not there, and I'm not going to go there. Never have, never will. Okay, I I want to know about this being, that I have this feeling, this connection that has come. And yes, for some of you who are saying, have you ever, you know, had children that you didn't make that connection with, yeah. I have. Some Some are very uh, evident right up front that it's going to take a little bit more and a different, uh, obviously a different circumstance. But I don't say no to them. I still love and care about them. And I find I will work hard with one that, that I don't feel that immediate affinity for till I can actually get in there and find something. The beautiful part about it, beloveds, is that we are one and we are not strangers to any part of what humanity is and finding a place to relate to that is all it takes so that's that's basically where I go with that and then like I said after really hearing their story and wanting to know their story it does not matter what the reports say this is what this being believes and this is how this being sees whatever those things were. And the only way you're ever gonna get in there and help them see it different is understand how they're seeing it. And that's the first rule. That's the first place of healing with yourself, with your body, Whatever's going on is, what is that body diseasement telling you? What is it communicating? You know, to do energy transferences, to take the, the charge off of those cells in your body, just just like what I'm doing with the child. And so basically then when we get to talking and everything, the first thing is to is, is what I want is I'm going to have some fun, okay? I know everybody else is making this a dreadful situation, okay? And, you know, there's something so wrong here or something near punishable or whatever whatever okay I want to have fun and if we can have fun we will find another commonality to each other which gives us an additional strength I love that saying and you know 50 something years ago I used to plug this every every day and now I'm seeing it everywhere okay and that's live laugh and love and I I believe that okay live laugh and love And so then I want to find something to laugh about. You know, I want something to have fun and giggle. I want to bring, you know, laughter into it. So, you know, I I have the child uh, share with me things that make them happy. You know, things that they find fun. And believe me, sometimes that has put me physically into a test on myself, you know. Because some of them, you know, like to climb or do things or whatever. And it's like, okay get this body in shape up the mountain we go or down the path we go or we're going to run here, run there. So whatever, you know, the fun part of it. And then uh, once once I've, uh, you know, explored their fun things, inevitably just the humanity of what we are at some point, some some longer than others, but they'll say, and, and what are some of the things you like? What are some of the things that, that are fun for you? And we're already in that place now. See, they're they're not they're not just open to me. I'm I'm open to them. We are open to each other now. And then I share mine. You know, if if it's something that I like that don't seem to really get their attention or patience with, then I realize this isn't something we're going to do. You know, I'm I'm in here for the long run. You know, I'm going to make that adjustment. And so if they like what I do because I introduce them to theater of the mind and they see that sort of as charades you know and I find that good 80-85% of the humanity that I work with likes that. The others you know feel some intimidation or something and then I find another way then to look at the role modeling of different situations and things in our life you know and and i'm sharing this with you cuz this is things that you can do you know and one of the one of the wonderful uh ways i have found to take the charge off of painful things taking you know not letting it, the energy continue to make it painful is i you know we do sort of a, a inviting them to do theater of the mind is to Just take a situation that they didn't like and let's just role play it, you know. And psychodrama does that too. To pick, you know, I'll bring out, sometimes if, you know, they're coming at a certain place where I work or whatever, I'll have a chest full of old clothes, hats, boots, things. And we can, you know, we can dress this character up like this and this one like this and... Then they begin, because see if if this is a very sensitive place to them, they have taken that on, and they've taken it in, and by the role playing it's helping bring it out of them and put it into the openness around us, so that we can have an objectivity about it that we can't have as long as we're holding it in, and that begins the role of healing so you know, the awareness that we can have by all of this is so important to how your life evolves from this point on. And and so many people come and they've, you know, they've not had any life coaching and no actual change of self. They've just become to this point of where they want to have lots of money or the different things that they want. And it's like, okay the point is is that you have lots of money you have enough money to pay for this training you know you already have money now the maybe the amount of it or how it comes in things is what we need to look at in the success uh, coaching and stuff and becoming you know looking at why why are we investing our thoughts and our beliefs into scarcity and then teaching some of the mathematics of, you know, the universe and how we don't take from one to, to make sure we have. Many people are very, very severely uh, sabotaging their own wealth because they believe that in order to acquire their wealth, they have to take it from somebody. And it's like, no, that's not true. It does not matter how much each one of us may want. It never really equates to us taking it from somebody in order to have it. It's actually allowing ourselves to actually experience it and be willing and open to the havingness. And I love Michel Kaku's work on the 10th dimensions because he expresses that exactly that money isn't a thing, that money is energy, you know, and that when you're thinking about money, you're thinking about energy. And you, as big as you're willing to think is how very much you're capable of having. And so I tell people, you know, if if you are immediately reacting to, okay, if I have only 10 million, that means, you know, other people have can have millions. It's like, it isn't about anybody else's. They will only be able to have as much as they believe they can have. So if you believing for them is not going to affect them one way or the other. So the same goes on. It's like the awareness that I'm talking about goes through everything. And it once you begin to actually do your own transformational path with this, and and no one ever does it alone. You know, I have... So many people saying, I don't need an elder, I don't want a mentor, I don't need a teacher, I don't need this and that. And I just look and walk away because it's like, okay, you you have a real rude awakening and, and definitely an awakening that has to. It's all, any change that happens has to be about you willing to change. So in that respect, it is all about you. But if you are exactly... In the right place, and everything you want exists right now, and there's nothing in this world that you could possibly ask for, then you do have it all. But that's not the case, you know. Er, no matter how, and this, I the billionaires that I know, the celebrities I know, you know, we have it all in common. Okay, there's still something that we're reaching for. You know, the there be people who you know and see as celebrities and you think, you know, they've got the world by the butt here. They've got everything. Then you understand that they found them dead and they committed suicide and that they were depressed and everything. You know, to to assume that people have everything together because they have a lot of money and the worldly things. Uh, sad mistake it's the inner being that we are that determines the sense of wealth and happiness and all the other things that we have and that's you that's all about you but that we have someone who can do the face-to-face for us the the come front you know to bring something out front Uh, people we as individuals Will doctor that, will sidetrack that. there's so many entrapments that we go through when we try to do this and it's just about us and we do it all by ourselves. Okay. And circumstances still will show up that will still create an inclusion of other people in order for those changes to take place. And I love it, you know, Napoleon Hill and all of the great masters of wealth have said that nobody ever got wealthy by themselves. And so, just to cut through you know, all of the bull crap and the denials and everything that comes with a person feeling that, that they can just do this all by themselves and say, no, that's not going to work. And then either they decide to come on board and actually have the courage to let someone else reflect things that are obvious, that's painful, very painful for us to look at. We don't want to see ourselves in those lights. So all of that's the necessity of being aware and making sure that when we're doing this, this journey of our life that we are actually exploring that awareness. So begin to look around and to touch and to feel and to, to understand everything that's in your beautiful, beautiful life and being very appreciative and and aware in celebrating what that is. Beloved's life is so very precious, and it's the only thing that we spend. Once we spend that breath, that moment, it is no longer with us. Money, we can spend money and go get some more. We can spend different things that we do you know exchange with on the material level but then we can get that back we can get more of it or or something very much to it but our time and our life we spend and it is gone so make sure that you're making the most of yours and everything that you're doing know that each day in my life I think about you I think about all the wonderful people that listen to Windows in your mind and all the various people that get in touch with me on Facebook and all the things that we do. And we are interconnected. And I care. And you, beloveds, you make a difference. You matter. You're important. And in that, I'm going to let you go. As I see my engineer telling me, it's wrap-up time. So thank you for coming in and spending this time with me. And definitely, I'll be catching up with you again in a week. And meanwhile, you live, you laugh, and you love. Oseo. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value in your time. So I say to you, Leaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com, dot Facebook dot com C O M slash forward and it's V E N period p a period r i s period h a and make sure that you share what you want to say and share your stuff and i look so forward to that so until then know we are blessed see you soon
1: Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact grandmother, please visit parishes-world.com. worldcom